and you just think everything hasn't been going my way. But if you're a Christian, there's some promises. And I, I, I like what it said in the Old Testament about David. When, now, you know, David had a reason to be discouraged at, at, at times with Saul uh, uh, on his back trying to kill him and all the other different things was, was happening. It said that David went in God's word and encouraged himself. See, you can do that with God's word. You can go in there and, and grab those things that, it's a lot of promises in, in here. You know, we often say we're too busy sitting on the premises and, instead of standing on the promises of, of God because it's stuff in here that can, you know, no matter what man is doing to you on the outside, God can renew us day by day. Amen. I want to thank Henry. I hadn't uh, heard him singing in a while. You know, I haven't been in his presence with him singing for a while, and it was a, a pleasure to, to hear him. Thank those that took part in the communion portion and for Brother Dow for reading the text and for you taking out time from your day, your evening, to be here. Yes, y'all happy. Y'all had a victory uh, today on the football field downtown. But um, still, we uh, we we glad to be in the house of the Lord. The text that Brother Dow read into your hearing in John chapter number 3, verses 1, I had 1 through 7 on my paper. He read 8, um, but we'll, we'll deal with that as, as well. Um, we're going to read it again for emphasis' sake. And let me just get back there to that text that was read. Okay, in John chapter... 3 and verse number 1 it reads there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him Rabbi we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him Jesus answered and said unto him Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hear the sound thereof, but can't, canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. You know, Brother Bill, there's a, a lot of confusion in the religious world about these things that Jesus is talking about in here. This, this statement, born again, being born again, just the phrase, a born again Christian, 
so many people are, are, are confused about that in the religious world and, and confused about what it means and what it takes to be that. See, some even try to make a distinction between those Christians who are born again and those who, who are not. <laughs> I, I had someone to, to, to say to me, oh, I guess you're one of them born again Christians. I say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know any other kind. <laughs> you know, so, and, and because people have in their mind there's a distinction between, well, and, and I kind of know where they might have been coming from, you know, and it, you want them born again, Chris, like a holy roller or somebody that's, that's, that's you know, starts on the word. And, uh, but the, the scriptures tell me that there is no other kind of Christian. So, and that's what Jesus was talking about, was trying to teach here in this text. He was trying to teach here that anyone who wants to be a citizen in the kingdom and to become a child of God, they must be born again. Not they should, if you get a chance, none of that. You must be born again. I, I want to speak to you all from the title I took a spiritual DNA test, and God, you are my father. I got the DNA test back, and I looked at it, and God, you are my father, according to the test. See, in, in his discussion, Jesus' discussion with Nicodemus, Jesus revealed much about being born again. And, and, and he starts by, first of all, emphasizing point number one, the necessity of the new birth. See, he says in, in, in reading verses one through three, he introduces us to Nicodemus in, the, in verse number one. He says he's a, a Pharisee, you know, a man of some authority. He's a ruler uh, of the Jews. He said, the same came by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except thou, except God be with him. Jesus, and Jesus answered and said to him, Burly, burly, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See, even after this greeting, this nice greeting that uh, Nicodemus gave to Jesus, showing uh, it was an honorable greeting because he said rabbi. He called him rabbi, rabbi or master, uh, and, and gave him respect for his teaching that he was doing and his authority being sent from God. See, when, when, it, when it talks about him coming by night, now, the Bible doesn't say the reason why he came by night. We don't know what, what, what his reason was. He, he might have had respect for Jesus' schedule because Jesus was doing a lot during the day. He was healing. He was teaching different people. And, and, and it, he came looking at night to have a one-on-one -on -one session with him. He probably couldn't have got that during the daytime. He, he didn't feel like he, he ranked uh, 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 enough clout 
to, to, to stop him what he was doing and get a one-on-one. So, so he said, maybe I need to see him in his downtime. You know, maybe, when, when, you know, in the evening I can come to him. We don't, it, it, it could have been that. Some say he came because he didn't want to be seen by his cohorts. Okay, so we, so we don't know. We, we don't know which one, but, but he came. We, we do know that, that, he, that he did come. So, so Jesus, when he, and, and, and like I said, after giving him that good greeting that he gave him in verse number two, Jesus just, see, Jesus said, okay, you acknowledge who, who I am. You, you, you know, I know that the Jews right now are looking for the Messiah to come at any time. And, and you address me as master. You, you said that nobody, you know, we haven't seen miracles like this done by anybody, you know. We don't know. You, you could be the Messiah or one of his prophets. We don't, we don't know which one it is. But Jesus sidesteps all that. He said, you said all that. But, but let me, let me, let me. As they say, let me keep it 100 with you, okay? Let, let me, let, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. He said, you, you heard some things and saw some things, and it's evident you want to see more. But, but he said, unless you be born again, he said, you can't even see the kingdom of heaven. It, it, it starts with, he's talking about the necessity of the new birth. See, just as he came at night because maybe he didn't want his fellow buddies to see him. We still got, we got some Christians tonight. Now they come by night, you know. We, we got some that, that they, they want to wait. Uh, I, I want to obey the God, but, but can we do it when ain't nobody here, you know. See, because, I, you know, I, I, I want to do the crowd, I don't want to do it while the crowd is around. And I remember Jesus saying something about, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Mark 8 and verse 38. See, you can't be no secret agent Christian with, with him. See, this is the time for rejoicing. This new birth, you know, this is just like when, when uh, uh, Kai and, and, and Maria was born, you know, everybody was there. They wanted to be there at the nursery and said, where's where they at? Where they at? You know, they looking through the glass. I mean, you, you want to celebrate that kind of stuff, you know. But, you know, and, and people who don't want to be seen, they're they going against this, this joyful. Uh, the scriptures say that rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents. So why would you want this to be done in, in secret? But see, in, in, in his discourse with with Nicodemus, Jesus told him that unless you be born again, let's, let's get to the meat of the problem. Unless you be born again, you cannot enter or you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. See, I, I, and, and Nicodemus illustrates the fact that he didn't even understand what he was talking about. Because to make the statement, but how can you Enter back into your mother's womb when, when, when you're grown, you know. Look, I got news for you. When you're a baby, you, you just came out there. You ain't going back in there, okay? I, I haven't seen it happen. So it, it doesn't make a difference what side, whether you're grown or, or baby. That's not what he's talking about. He's, he's not talking about entering back in it. And see, 
it often bothers me when I, when I see Christians trying to make uh, earthly people or worldly people comprehend spiritual things. See, because you said it right, they can't. And scriptures tell us that. In, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 14, it tells us, he says, but the natural man, the natural earthly man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned or understood. Unless you had the Spirit, I don't care how much you try to explain it to them, this says that they don't have the capabilities of understanding it. So I don't know, we'd be surprised. I told them, I don't know why they don't understand. Duh. They, they don't have the tools to help them to understand. And, and then, he, then in this necessity of the new birth, he shares with us the, the necessity of it, this new birth, to be saved. See, to be in the kingdom is to be saved from the powers of darkness. See, and that's what the scripture says here. In Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 13, he tells us in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, he says, God, in the verse before that 12, is talking about God and what he has done through his mercy. He, said, he says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. But, but don't stop there. See, because... That was a powerful thing that he did right there with translating us from one state to another. He said, because in this kingdom of his dear son, he said, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. See, he said, being in the kingdom, through, you get forgiveness of your sin, redemption, through his blood. Now, I, I, I just don't know how people do it uh, with, with listening to the, the, the televangelists on, on, on the television. You know, they, 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 they think that you could say a prayer, you could name it and claim it, you blab it and grab it and, and, and just say whatever and, and, and you can just get salvation through what they say. Like, like every... The conversions that I see in the book of Acts, all of them included baptism. So I, I'm wondering how did they contact his blood in that auditorium or wherever they were, or where they were. And, and uh, is Jesus changed up his process? Is he in the dry cleaning business there? You know, because evidently they're saying you don't need any water in, in, in their form of redemption. See, if you want your DNA test to come back positive, then you must be born again. Now here's where Nicodemus and, and so many others in the religious world get confused because they don't understand point number two, the nature or the makeup of this new birth. See, uh, again, it doesn't come by saying a prayer. It doesn't come by tarrying for the Holy Ghost. 
It doesn't come by getting the right hand of fellowship. No, it doesn't come by any of those means. See, it, it involves both water and spirit. This is what Jesus said. He, he, Jesus said in verse 4, he says, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. See, note carefully, he's talking about one birth. He didn't, talk, he didn't say two births. He says one birth involving two elements, water and spirit. See, I, I, I like the way uh, Paul said it. Paul said it in Titus chapter number 3 and verse 5. We, we read the same thing that Jesus is saying here in, in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. He says, let's, I want to back it up. So, In, in Titus chapter 3 and 4, it says, But after that the, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. His mercy. We, we didn't deserve it. He gave us something that we didn't deserve instead of giving us what we did deserve. He said he saved us. How did he save us? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. See, you do yourself a, a, a justice by looking those words up and see what it means. See, this washing of regeneration, see, it's, it's, it's talking about being born anew, to start over again. See, if you don't, start over again, then you don't have that new birth that he's talking about. See, born once, die twice. Born twice, you only have to die once. See, and, and unless, unless he comes back and he translates you out of here. But, but, but that one birth is not enough. And I often um, run into people that from denominations and you know they love calling you especially when they're around other Christians and you referring to other Christians as brother and sister you know and, and they they call you brother or, or, or whatever and you know I know it makes them feel uncomfortable but I, I can't call you my brother if, if you're not my brother in Christ you know I can call you my brother in Adam you know, but you're not my brother in Christ unless you had the new birth, you know. When you told me that you prayed the prayer and became a Christian, then, then we're not in the same family. God is not your father, okay? You know, so, so we, we have to be careful, and it might sound harsh to them, and I know I hear people slip up and call them by that, but that's giving them a false sense of security when you call them that. And, and, and I, I pray that they be... Uh, curious enough to ask me why I don't call them that, you know. So we can go to the book and see. It's not anything I'm trying to do to be mean. I just want to stick with the, what the book says, okay? So without that new birth, I can't call you my brother in Christ, 
See, he, he again talks about this washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. See, it's a, it's a washing of regeneration dealing with water and a renewing of the Holy Spirit dealing with the Spirit. This is obviously a reference to baptism. See, this, this new birth occurs when one is baptized because in that simple act of faith, see, it takes faith to go down in that water and believe that, first of all, believe that God will save you. And then when, when to come up and believe that you were saved in that process. So that's an act of faith. This whole walk is, is dealing with faith. And when you've been walking by sight for so long, it's hard to do that. It is, it was, it's so hard for us to walk by faith. Sometimes we'll vacillate from one, one, one minute. We'll take a, a small step of faith. But, but then when, when we look with our eyes, we'll, it, it, our eyes get us in trouble. We, we, we know what happened to Peter. You know, that was a big step that he took outside of that boat to walk on that water. And he did it for a while. But, but the scriptures say he got to looking around. He was looking at the situation. He was, he, the water was, the winds was boisterous and the waves were, were crashing. And, and when he looked at those things, he went down. And Jesus said to him, why did you doubt? You was doing it. But you see, we, 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 we get to looking with our eyes and rather than following him, as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, and I'm not saying that's easy, but I'm just telling you what, what he said. He asked him, why did he doubt? Because he sure was doing it. And, and, he, and he could add that, this, well, the scripture has it in there as a remembrance of what he did. But it also has in there that he, he took his eyes off of Jesus. Once you take your eyes off of Jesus, you're going down. See, this new birth, as I said, occurs when one enters into that covenant promise with God through baptism. Colossians chapter number 2 and verse 12 tells us that. In Colossians, we're talking about the nature or the makeup of this new birth and what it involves. In, in Colossians 2 and verse 12, it says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through faith of the operation of God. See, God is operating in that water. Okay, and, and, and like I said, you got to take that by faith. Uh, in God's operation, who has raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. See, we, 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 we had some mess happening in our lives. We, we was all messed up. He, the scriptures talk about that, that life we used to live prior to him renewing us and, and, and cleaning us up. See, and this, is, this was it, along with what we've already talked about, the necessity of the new birth, the nature or the makeup of the new birth. There's one more crucial element of this new birth, and, and that involves the word of God. See, you, you can't, I don't care how many times 
you dunk yourself in that water or be dunked by somebody else. See, it, it makes no difference if you don't have the right teaching. If you have the, the commandments of men, doesn't make or produce Christians. You can't be taught wrong and baptized right. You hear people talk, well, I've been baptized. But what were you taught before then? Were you taught that you were already saved and when you get a chance, you, you can go and have yourself baptized or join yourself to a Bible, believe in church? No, you need to join yourself to a Bible, believe in church before you, you, you listen to what they're telling you. But First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 tells us we got to have that word. We got to have the word of truth because that separates us from hearing the commandments of men. And so many people, as I say, are listening to thousands of people who are out here that's been told by these televangelists that what they've done has saved them. We, we were talking about it down in the Foundation of Faith class. Even things down to uh, different principles people follow and practices that they follow. Talking about christening of babies. Now, I might step on some feet here, you know. But I know there's been times when we have been invited to those and we refuse to go because it's unscriptural. You, you got organizations that teach that original sin that, that you have to, the babies have to be um, cleansed from, you know. I, I don't see that in the scriptures, especially when you look at what Ezekiel says about that. He says the sins of the father is not passed down to, you know, whoever sins, their sins are on them and, and their righteousness shall be on them. But if we don't know, we'll follow these practices that can't be found in the Bible. 1 Peter 1 and 23 says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of, of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. See, the new birth involves several elements, water, spirit, and the word of God. I think it was Paul that says in Romans 1, 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. See, the new verse, the, the, see, also in, in Acts, as I say, we need that word in Acts chapter number two. We have some responding to that word of God in Acts chapter two and beginning around, say, Verse 37. And the text reads, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. That's how you get your sins remitted. By following God's word. He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, we, we, we got them groups that tell you you got to tarry for the Holy Ghost. It says here that it's a gift. I don't know why you got it. They uh, 
put that on some that yoke on somebody when when the scriptures tell us that we get the Holy Spirit as a gift, and they're looking for some miraculous uh, uh, to boot with that. But he says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as much as the Lord our God shall call. He says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Here it is. Then they that gladly received his word was baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. See, it's receiving that word that moves you to do what God has commanded all of us to do. And then lastly, the evidence. Another part that's crucial to this is the evidence of the new birth. And back in our text, in John, in verses 6 through 8, Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. And, 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 and see, you, you need to look at that. You see, it, where it has spirit, it's spirit. There has a big S, a capital S on spirit, Holy Spirit. He said, is spirit or spiritual. He says, don't marvel, don't get all bent out of shape that I, that I said unto you that you must be born again. He said, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but can't not tell whence it comes and whether it goes, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. See, once you have the Spirit of God in you, it, it makes you act outside of yourself. It has you doing things that you wouldn't normally do in the flesh. We, we, we don't know, um, as it says, you don't know where the power comes from, but you can see the effects of the power. It, it, it's, it's, it's seen in Galatians where uh, uh, Paul says in the Galatian letter, in Galatians chapter number 5, and verse 22 and 23. See, Paul says, if you've been, first of all, if you've been born again for a while and there's no evidence in your life, you, you, you still cuss like a sailor. You're still doing all those things you did before you obeyed the gospel then you might have to check to see if you really obeyed the gospel or not. See, um, because Paul said that there should be some fruit of the Spirit in your life. In Galatians 5 and 22, he said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance, Against such, there is no law. See, these things, we might not have all these things at one time, but we should 
be working on adding these things to our lives. We have the capabilities of having all that we would allow the Spirit to bring in our lives. But all too often, we're operating off the natural. We've, we've, been, uh, 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 we've been baptized into Christ. But being baptized into Christ doesn't put Christ in you. It just puts you into Christ. And if you don't do the necessary things to put Christ in you, meaning the discipleship is necessary. We often talk about people who pray often, get up and ask for prayers to help me in my spiritual growth. But you never see them at any Bible studies. You see them every once in a while at a worship service, getting whatever comes from the pulpit, but they're not doing the things. They don't have the things put in place to help them to grow in their spiritual life. Paul said, he said, these things here should be evident in your life. He says, if not, in, in 517, chapter 5, and verse 7, he said, for starting at 16, he said, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after the spirit and the spirit after the flesh, and these are contrary one to another. You can't straddle. You got to either be for Jesus or he says, you're against me. He says, so you cannot, if, you, if you're straddling, he says these are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would do. He said, but if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. So where the fruit does not appear, either there never was any rebirth or one is walking after the flesh. So we just, we have to take that test. And, 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 and examine ourselves and see after we take that test according to God's word, is God your father? I know the Pharisees, when Jesus told them that, he said, that's exactly what he told them. He said, we have, our, God is our father. They say, no, God's not your, he said, you, your father is the devil. He said, because if God was your father, you would love me. You wouldn't be trying to kill me, okay? So we, we have to examine. We, we all need to take our spiritual DNA test, and it'll tell you whether God is your father or whether you're still the, the devil's child. See, he talks about that spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. See, we can be in the body and still be disobedient is all outdoors. We, we tell the Holy Spirit to wait over here because, you know, if they say, if they say the wrong thing to me today, just oh, if him or her, I can't stand either one. If either one, I won't have no job after the day. You know. And see, there's a problem with that, you know. If, if that's how you representing Christ out there, there's something wrong with that. But, but we have to be working. Well, we all pray for me. I'm, I'm praying about it. I'm, I'm praying. That's usually a, that's a, that's a card we usually play when we're going to be refused to change or to do anything about it. But, but we have to be seriously working on it. You know, it might take some 
praying and fasting if we really want it to change in our lives. But I just shared with you some things that uh, the world doesn't really know out here. And they, uh, as I say, you got millions of people claiming God as their father and the DNA material doesn't match. Amen? Amen. Uh, that, that's, that's all I have. You know, if, if any of them were here, I'd tell them that you want to change your state, you want to go out here with a better DNA test, it starts off by hearing God's word, believing God's word, making up your mind that I'm tired of playing with this thing. And it's some very, we talk about all the time, it's some very sincere people out here that's working in the wrong field. I mean, they're doing some wonderful things out there. They, they, they love God. They're they sincere about what they do, but they're sincerely wrong. And in that day, God is not going to accept you being sincerely wrong. Paul, Paul tried to do that. He, he was serious about what he's doing. He thought he was doing God's work. But God said he's a chosen vessel. I'm going to change him around. Prayer, prayerfully, um, people that those sincere people will continue to strive to, to, to do God's will. And, and as one of the songs that Henry sang, um, send the light. We can get that light out to them and they can, can turn, turn from their, their way that they're going and turn to God. But, but like I said, that deals with repenting, changing your mind, heart, and action. Confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that and then you can be baptized for the remission of your sins. Stay faithful unto death. And he said, I'll give you a crown of life. We're going to stand and sing the hymn of invitation and give somebody a chance to appeal to God. Now let the world depart and close thine eyes against the light. Oh, sinners, harden not your heart.